Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I've been praying all week. The Lord's been putting on my mind encounter, encounter. He's been showing me the identity of Church on the Rock because I, I believe that we're moving into a new season and moving into a new thing. And I believe by the end of this year that we're going to see this place packed out with more than one service because God is wanting to move in our region. Will anybody out there agree with me on that? But God doesn't want us to compare or compete with others. He wants us to be ourselves and be what God's called us to be. And Church on the Rock, we believe that God has called us to encounter God. We encounter God through worship. We encounter God through the Word. And then we also encounter God through response to the Word. I believe Jesus said that his house will be a house of prayer. And I, I think that after we hear worship and after we hear word, it's important that we respond because what everybody needs, including me, everybody say God encounter. We need a God encounter. So we're talking about how we can live Christian life in its fullness. How can we live Christian life in its fullness? And a couple weeks we preached on saved, what it means to be saved. But Christian life in its fullness is this, to be saved... To be set free, that's what we preached on last week. A Christian full life is to be saved in right standing with God, justified. To be saved, set free. Today is healed. We're going to talk about physical healing today. And then we're going to talk about emotional healing next week. Saved, set free, healed, equipped, empowered to go out and serve. That's what God's called us all to do. The purpose of today's message is to biblically establish your personal statement of faith. What is it you're going to believe? What is it that's going to be a concrete doctrine inside of your heart? So that's the first thing. The second thing is we're going to talk about how God heals today. Does he heal today? Can he heal me today? And then the third thing we're going to talk about is this. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, he can use you to heal. Look at your neighbor and say, he can use you to heal. How many people know that? We're going to understand that. So uh, first thing I'd say, is healing even biblical? Do we have solid foundation? Should that be something that's in our doctrine, in our belief system? Uh, should it be a statement of faith that we practice? Um, my hope is the decision will be yes after today's word. That it will be part of your personal life. It will be something you're practicing in your home and in your marriage, at your workplace, with your neighbors, with your friends. The goal of, of today is I want everybody to say, when I leave today, I have the doctrine of healing. And it is part of my belief system. You know, for some of you, when the topic of healing is brought up, you're like, oh boy. Maybe your sensors come up and you're like, hmm, I wonder where he's going with this. I wonder what kind of church this is. Oh, I wonder what I got myself into today. You know, maybe it's because uh, it's hard to, how can you believe something like that, that God can just, you never knew he could. Maybe it's because of a tradition or a mindset or something that you've been taught. Uh, maybe it's because you've seen it in excess. How many seen the fake? Uh, when you talk about healing, physical healing, and you've seen excesses, so you're like, ah, eh, stay away from me of that. I'll just kind of do with my salvation and stuff like that. Or maybe you just didn't realize that healing is for today. Uh, healing is for today, and I want to. And when we get done today, you're going to see that healing is as much for today as salvation is. How many believe that salvation is for today? Then healing is too. So we're today we're going to look at biblical practices, biblical scriptures that teach. Uh, physical healing and that God does want us to be healed. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
We thank you for your word. We thank you that we receive your word. And we thank you, Lord, that we're doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you on good biblical foundation to believe in healing? I say yes. One reason is this. His name is healer. Look at Exodus 15, 26. His name is healer. One reason, he said, if you'll listen carefully to my voice, the Lord your God, and do what's right in my sight, obeying my commands and keeping all my degrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that are sent upon Egypt. And you might say that we're seeing in our land. So you can say, hey, when you're right with God, he commands that we're not going to have a part of these diseases sent upon our land. And then he said this, for I, everybody says, I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that heals you. So in his word, it's his name. He's not just declaring what he does. He's declaring who he is. He's stating here that I am the Lord who heals you. This is my name. This is who I am. This is who I want you to know that I am. You know, God always revealed himself through names. You know, we have Elohim, we have Jehovah and Adonai and all these different names. In the Old Testament, uh, there's Hebrew names that were given to God. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And some of God's names are this, Adonai to Sidkenu. Adonai to Sidkenu means the Lord is our righteous. He's righteous, he gives us his righteous. Another name of God is Jehovah Makadesh, and that means he's holy and he sanctifies us. Then we've got Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. How many know that one? Then we've got uh, Jehovah Nissi, he's the banner over me, his name is a banner over me. Then we've got Jehovah Rohi, who it says the Lord is my shepherd. So there's all kinds of different names of who God says that he is. Well, another name that he says that he is, is he said, I'm Adonai Rophe. Everybody say Rophe. That's his name, Adonai Rophe. His name is Jesus. His name is Elohim. His name is God. His name is a creator. But Adonai Rophe means I am the Lord who heals you. That's his name. So that's one reason you're on good biblical foundation to believe that. Second, do you realize that there are hundreds of scriptures that promise physical healing? Here's just a few. You know, in Exodus 23, 25, it says, the Lord says, I'll give you food and water. And the Lord says, I will take sickness away from you. And then another place in Deuteronomy, it says, the Lord will protect you, listen, from all sickness. Everybody look at me. Including COVID. Including COVID. The word says, I will protect you from all sickness. He will not let you suffer from the terrible diseases that are happening in our land, in the land. They were in Egypt. So that's a promise. Many, many may agree with the darkness and the gloom of this world, but his word will bring life over the darkness and over the gloom of your soul, and his word will bring, <coughs> will bring strength to your heart. And I want to tell you, I want us to be careful with fear. I don't want you to listen too much about what they say or the facts say. Because I want to tell you something. His word says that I'm not of this world. I am a foreigner and I'm just a passing through this land. This world is not my home. This, this, uh, there's a government or a, another king that I serve and his name is Jesus. And he says that in his kingdom that you'll not suffer the, the, the disease. You'll say, well, I had, COVID, I had COVID twice. I had, but let me is, the fact is we've had a hard hit. Listen to me. 
Sometimes the Lord delivers you from the situation, and sometimes he delivers you through the situation. But either way, my brother and my sister, we come through. We come through. The fact is, I believe that the enemy just waits and sees if he can make you not believe. I believe the enemy just waits to see if he can make you give up on your promise that you're standing on. But And many people leave the ground. But I say, hold your ground. Hold your promise. Hold your word. Hold those things which God has told you because he is the God that heals us. The fact is we've been hit hard. The faith, the, the faith is... God's word will outlast it all. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word. I'm going to ask you, are you going to outlast it all? Are you going through a crisis or a hard situation? Somebody say, through God, I'm going to outlast it all. Jesus is a healer. He traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, and announcing the good news that the kingdom is at hand. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and the people soon began to bring him all that were sick. And whatever their sickness was, it didn't matter. I love the word right here. It was like this. And whatever the sickness was, disease was, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if they was demon-possessed. didn't matter if they was epileptic. didn't matter if they was paralyzed. didn't matter if it was cancer. Didn't matter if it's heart disease. Didn't matter if it's cold. I'm telling you, there's no difference between a common cold and heart disease when it comes to the Lord. It's like whatever it is, you bring it unto me and I will heal you. And I want to tell you one more scripture that's, that's real important about this is I just read you scriptures where Jesus heals. Here's the most important scripture in Hebrews 13a. Jesus Christ, come on, is the same, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm telling you, physical healing is for today. Third, did you know that salvation and healing are in the same verse? Same verse. Look at this. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Are you doing that today? Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise your holy name. When you read scripture, you're supposed to insert yourself in there where you're like, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise you, Lord. May I never forget the good things. I'm telling you, we think too much and ponder on the bad things. We think and ponder and meditate and dwell on the wrong things. The Bible says, if you abide and dwell in me and my word abides and dwells in you, you shall ask what you will, and God's going to do some things. Forget it. May I never forget the good things that he's done for me. Look at this. He forgives my sins. Everybody see that? And everybody says, heals all my diseases. Same scripture, here's salvation healing, same verse, same verse. And I could show you a whole bunch more of these. Now, isn't it amazing that God put in the same verse, one thinking it's still for the day, today, and one that it may have passed away. I don't think so. What some believe, why do some believe the first part of that scripture? He forgives my sins. Why don't they believe the last part of the scripture? And he heals my diseases. Same Salvation, hey, how many of you believe to be saved? Raise your hand if you're saved today. I believe I'm saved. 
Well, are you sick emotionally? Are you sick physically? Same verse. If you're saved today, you can be healed today. Same verse. Another one in Isaiah 53, the whole chapter, when you read Isaiah 53, it's a prophetic. It's like said a long time before Jesus was born that the, the Messiah was going to come. And, and, and the whole chapter's talking about he's dying for his sins and, and, the, and the cross that's coming. Okay? Look at this. Yet, it was our weakness that he carried it was our sorrow. It was my pain and my sin. It was my weaknesses. It was my failures. It was my sins that weighed him down. And though he, his troubles were punished, and, and people thought that the troubles were punishment for God, a punishment for his own sins. How many say it wasn't his own sins? How many say it wasn't his sins? It was my sin. Everybody say my sin. It was my sin. Then it says, he was pierced for my rebellion, crushed for our sins. And he was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. There you got it again. Salvation and healing are in the same scripture. You're on strong biblical foundation to say, I believe in healing. Matthew quoted this verse uh, 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 sometime later, the same verse. That evening when many demon-possessed people were brought in Jesus, he cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all that were sick. It doesn't say, all, it doesn't say a few lucky people that were sick because he couldn't get, get around to all of them. It said all who were sick. And it says, this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. I want the Spirit of God to quicken this scripture to you today. If the Bible says he bore our sicknesses, then why don't we believe that? If the Bible says that he bore them, so why are we bearing them? Why are we holding on? Why are we taking it? Do, do you believe that he bore the sins on the cross? Then we are to believe that he bore our sicknesses as well. The same Bible tells us he bore our sins, he bore our sicknesses. Here's another one, he, uh, 1 Peter 2.24, I like this one. Peter quotes again the same scripture. He personally carried our sins in the body on the, Christ, on the cross so that we could be dead to sin and live for what is right. By the wounds you, look at this, it says, by his wounds, Peter said this. He said, you are healed. Are is the big thing. It's past tense. By his stripes you are saved. By his stripes, you are healed. Are y'all with me? You are, it, it's past tense. The only difference between this verse and the verse in Isaiah 53 is this. The reason Peter said you are healed and Isaiah said you will be healed is because when Isaiah wrote it, he was prophesizing, it was before Jesus died on the cross. It was before he paid for that and gave us that. Isaiah was looking forward to the cross as he said, by his stripes, you will be healed. You will be healed. Peter was writing after the cross where he's looking back at the cross. And he says, come on, by his stripes, somebody says, I am healed. I am healed. It's done. Another thing about sickness and disease, did you know it can be a spiritual attack? It can be. It's not every time. There are several instances in, when the, in the Bible where, where sickness was a spiritual attack. Not always. Not always. But spiritual attacks, but sicknesses could be a part 
of a spiritual tract. Look at, look at James 5, 14 through 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of church and let them pray over him, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. That's where most people stop, but notice the next verse. And if, everybody says if, if, if's a big thing here. And if he has committed any sins, they will be forgiven. In other words, when a sick person comes and says, I need prayer, it could be, there could be a sin causing sickness. But not always. Are you all with me? Not always. Don't go run out of here and say, if you're sick, Pastor Brian, you said, no, I'm showing you in Scripture that sometimes, that sometimes there's sin that needs to be repented of. And that's why you're sick. I know when I'm carrying sin in my life and I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, it's like my body aches. Seriously, it's like my physical body aches. It's like I don't have energy to do things. It's like uh, uh, my body doesn't have strength to fight things. So there, there's something to this. It doesn't say, and since he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. It says, if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. We need to realize in the church today that sickness is not always, it's not always. In fact, I don't think it's very often a result of direct sin, but it can be. Are you all with me today? But it can be. You know, one time I was in a uh, church and I was visiting. I was vis visiting this church and there was this guy sitting in a seat in front of me. And during praise and worship, uh, he, he couldn't stand up. And he was, he was just, you could tell this guy was bad sick. It looked like he was on his last leg. Guys, I'm not exaggerating this story. It looked like he was on his last leg. It looked, he looked like death warmed over. He was bowed over. He, he couldn't control his body and, and all this stuff. I was sitting back and the spirit of the Lord hit me. I'm going to kind of shock some of you maybe. But God hit me to where I sat down and the Lord spoke to me and said, the man sitting in front of you has been speaking against the pastor of this church. He's been speaking against the pastor of this church. He's been causing division in the church. He's been touching God's anointed. And this that is upon him is a direct result of rebellion because rebellion is, is the sin of witchcraft. Listen to this. This is a true story. I, you, I can let you call people and hear, and hear, um, the, hear it. This is a true story. I grew up Methodist, so uh, the, this is a true story. I reached up, and I whispered in his eye, ear, and I said, God just told me you're speaking against that man of God up there, and you are destroying this church, and you are causing division of this church, and if you repent and ask God to forgive you, God will heal you. I'm not kidding. He, he, he couldn't talk. He said, call the pastor down. I stopped the service and called the pastor down. The man grabbed this pastor's hand and said, will you please forgive me for what I've been doing? Instantly, instantly, he was healed. People were freaked out by what happened. I'm telling you, it can be. You know, a few more inst instances of that is Luke 13, 10 through 11, and Matthew 9, 32 through 33. But I think you all got the point. So I've given you some things about biblical healing, and should that be a doctrine I have? Should that be something I believe in? Should that be something that I practice? Should that be a foundation of my Christian faith walk? 
Well, I hope I've commit, convinced you that it should be. Here's the next question I want to ask you is, can I be healed? Of course you can. In fact, there'll be an opportunity to be healed. I talked to somebody this morning that I told them, man, you came to the service the right day. We're having prayer for healing at the end. She says, I receive it. I'm going to be healed today. Okay, of course you can be healed. Uh, I, I, you know, there's two people. There are two people in this church. Actually, there's three, but I just wanted to tell you about two of them. Do you know that if you're sitting here today and you've been told by the doctors that you can't have children, they may have told you that fact? Well, the faith is you can. We have, we have, I, we have three people in the last 20 years at Church on the Rock. Um, two people, they were told, you cannot have children. You cannot have children. And, and, they, they, and every time they tried there would be, what do you call it when it doesn't live? Miscarriage and, and all that stuff. And, and um, well, anyway, one day in a service like this, when we were talking about healing, one of them came up, conceived, and had triplets. Triplets. Now listen to this. Listen to this. The other person saw that God, this was a friend of this person, and said, hey, God gave you babies and I've been told I couldn't have babies so this other person said God will you open my womb so I can have babies this one had triplets two sets of triplets in this church in fact three of the triplets are here today and the mom's down working in children's church today so if you want a baby we can pray for you and you'll have triplets no <laughs> Oh, Lord, I just wanted one, Pastor Brian. I just wanted one. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. I remember one time I, uh, I was 21, senior pastor, just starting going and pastoring. This lady knocks on my door. Um, get the, how bad this story was. This lady uh, was a teenager that went over to her best friend's house as a teenager, just to kind of let you know the ugliness of sin. Well, this teenager started having sexual relationships with her best friend's father, okay? Broke up that home, a teenager, 18, having sexual relationship with her best friend's dad, broke that home up. The teenager and the husband get married. They show up at my first church, and I'm 21 years old and don't, my, don't know my head from a hole in the ground. And still don't know too much more than that. Amen? Didn't know my head from a hole in the ground. They knocked on the door and said, we are very sinful people. and We have done some horrible things in my life. But the doctors in Columbia, Missouri just told Kathy that she has six weeks to live. She's filled with cancer. I was a young buck pastor. And I was like full of vigor and full of faith and full of belief. Nobody had convinced me that... You know, you can convince yourself that healing's not for today, and you'll get where you can't believe for anything. You, you don't believe for anything because you listen to facts, and, and you, you let, when you pray about things and it doesn't happen like you want, you start saying, well, God must not do it. He must not be God and all that stuff to where you even start asking or believing for anything. But I was too young then to realize that God wasn't who he said he was. I had to get older to where now I have to fight God is who he says he is. Does it, did that make sense to anybody? It seems like the longer we go, you get filled with all this crud. Get back to that childlike faith. Come on, let's get back to that childlike faith. Let's get back to taking Jesus at his word. Let's get back to that. Woo! 
Let's get back to that. So anyway, I didn't know any better than just to believe. And I said, you're going to be healed. We put the whole church on a fast, 24-7 hour fast. The little church only had about 60 people. We fasted day in and day out, and everybody was handed a sheet, and we declared the word of the Lord over there, and we said she was going to heal, be healed. Guess what? She was healed miraculously and completely. She went to Columbia, and there was an, an Hindu Hindu doctor. He was a Hindu that was an Indian doctor. He said, cancer's here. You have cancer here. These new things, there's nothing on here. And you say, you said Jesus did this? True story, guys. Yes. She said, yeah, Jesus did that. Puh. The man got so curious that I had to make a six-hour trip to Columbia from southern Missouri and witness Jesus Christ and salvation and that God heals today because he saw with his own eyes that Jesus is a healer. That woman traveled all over southern Missouri telling her story about healing. I'm telling you, it happens today. When I was in India, I saw every healing. I saw every healing in the Bible. Every healing in the Bible, yes. Even the raising of the dead. I haven't talked about that for 20 years. Even I saw every healing. One time we prayed from 10 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning. There were 105,000 people at these crusades. I'm telling you the truth. Man, this pastor, what he's smoking. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I saw, guys, I saw little legs. Little legs that, that you knew they had never walked. Not just one, hundreds. Walking to their mother's arms and crying. And I saw one time a baby that had fallen in a fire. And his back was burned off. And I saw new skin growing his back and we blowed the old dead skin away. Why are you telling me this stuff? Because I think it's time to hear about this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, I'm not a liar. You know, in the, in the Bible, the apostles were people that gave firsthand witness of what they saw. I'm giving you a firsthand witness. You can either say I'm a heretic or I'm a liar. But I'll tell you, I'm neither. I saw it. I'm just a country boy. And I, I actually hate fake. And I hate drumming things up. And I, I, I hate that. I hate when churches do things in excess. But here's what happens, is we start being so careful that we're not going to do something in excess that we don't do a dogged thing. Let's get back to believing God is a God of salvation and He is also a God of healing and that you can be healed. And you know what, I'm not going to preach on this, but sometimes physical healing, you don't really need a physical healing, you need a lifestyle change. You know, some of you that have high blood pressure and sugar diabetes and, and uh, cholesterol and some of that, you don't need hands laid on you to, to get healed up. I mean, we'll do it. Eat right. Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Take care of your body. Take care of your body. So, some, I, 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 so you, you know, sometimes if I have a headache, 
Sometimes I pray and say, Lord, take my headache. Sometimes I take an aspirin. Well, you, just, but God heals. God heals. Uh, but, but so to get healed, there has to be a releasing of your faith. The same faith that saved you is the same faith that can heal you. So you're saying, how can I, the, the question is, can I be healed? Yes, you can be healed. Well, how do I be healed? The same faith that saved you, the same faith you use for healing. You know, the hymn woman in Luke 8, 46, Jesus said, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. Someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out from among me. That's the key. When you lay hold of God's word in faith, hey, everybody was touching Jesus. Just like in this room today, everybody's hearing the same message about healing. Everybody was running into Jesus. In fact, the disciples said, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. It's crowded. He said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody released their faith. And power left me. What do you mean? I felt power. Jesus said, power left me. And somebody got healed. And then he looked around this hymn woman. Who touched me? And she's bowed down because she was afraid about it. But he felt it. Thousands of, hey, you say, how does God hear everybody at once? He hears faith. When you reach out to God in desperation, when you reach out to God for salvation, when you reach out to God when you have a hurt, when you have a pain, when you reach out to God when you have a sickness or you have something, when you reach out in faith, I'm telling you that heaven stops. And Jesus said, man, I just felt some power release. I just felt that. Faith in the word is like a medicine. Keep taking the word and it'll heal you. Keep taking the word and it'll heal you. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says this. My son, give attention to my, everybody say words. Louder, words. Incline your ear to what I'm saying. In other words, listen up here. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Don't let God's word depart from your eyes. We start looking at what we see instead of what we believe. Keep that word in front of you. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. I'm telling you, we believe more what they tell us than what he tells us. Come on. Keep those words in your heart. Guard them. For they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Can I say keep taking the medicine of the word? You are healed. Come on, you are healed. Keep taking that medicine. Keep taking that medicine. So, is healing a foundational pillar or block that I should have in my faith walk? I think so. I don't care if you're Methodist, Lutheran, Assemblies of God, Catholic. I don't care what you are. Is this something that should be a doctrine or should it be a part of our faith? Yes, I, I believe so. Okay. Can he heal me? Yes. I like this last one. Can God use me to heal others? That's where I want it. I don't want a bunch of people just come to church and bless me, Lord. 
We're called to bring people in, raise them up, and send them out. You are Christ ambassadors. The reason Jesus said these things and greater things you shall do in my name is because he could only be at one place at one time. But when he finished the work of the cross and when it was finished and when he was exalted on high, the Bible says when Jesus was exalted, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all of us. All of us. And the reason we can do these things and greater things is become the same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that fills me, the same Holy Spirit that fills Carmen is the same Holy Spirit that can fill you. You can pray for your neighbor. You can pray for your family. You can pray for your best friend. In fact, I, I sometimes wonder... Like in India, I saw every healing. It's because these people were lost. These people were lost in worshiping other gods. And it's like God just pours out all these miracles, signs and wonders to people that are lost. Because to be honest with you, if Jesus didn't do, he does do, but if he didn't do anything else for me, I'm still believing. I'm there. I'm there. But for people that don't believe, it's an evidence. Do you know some of the best evangelism? We try to do things in the flesh. Think about if you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you do His works. What are some of those things? Well, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, regarding spiritual gifts, uh, Regarding your questions about special abilities, I'm a Marvel freak. Anybody like Marvel? Amen. We have special abilities. <laughs> we have special abilities that the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to misunderstand us. And then a little bit later it says in verse 4, it says there's different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit's the source of all of them. Then it goes down a little bit further in verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so... We can help. Everybody say so we can help each other. To one person's ability to give wise advice, to another, to another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives someone great faith. To another, the one Spirit, Holy Spirit, gives, everybody say gifts of healing. There it is. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern a message from the Spirit if it's another spirit. Still another, he gives the ability to speak in unknown languages. With another, he gives the ability to interpret it. But the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all of us. And he is the proprietor, he is the owner, and he is the source, and he is the giver of all these gifts. And if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he makes all of those available to you so you can effectively witness and walk through this world in, a, in the power of his spirit. Anybody out there say amen. He's the, he's the source of the, he's the proprietor, he's the source and the giver of the, the gifts, and he's the distributor of the gifts. Now listen, the faith that we have, listen, if you want to operate in special abilities, our faith activates these gifts. Faith activates them. Faith is action. Faith is believing. Faith is, is like, well, here's what the Word says. Faith is, all right, here's what the Word says. I believe what the Word says. 
And then to finish faith, it's acting on the word. It's not complete. You can know about it and you can say you believe it. But the next thing is doing it, acting out on it. So uh, even on a scripture for that, um, even on the scripture in Romans 12 and talking about Romans 12, 6, I hope they have this one. So we are to use our different giftings for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out as much faith as God has given you. See, prophecy was one of the nine gifts. And this scripture says, so if it's prophecy, prophecy according to your faith, we'll step out, prophet, and start prophesying. Activate your faith. If it's healing, step out in healing and start being used of God to heal. If it's receiving word of knowledge or wise advice, God's the giver of the gift. He's the source of the gift. He distributes the gift. Step out in faith. Grab the gift and be used of God. Can God use me? Can God? That's the question today. Can God use me? I believe he can. And I believe he wants to. And I believe this. I got to stay in the center because we got people online. But I want to look at people right in the eyes because I believe this so much. I wish I could look all of you face to face and say, I believe heaven is at stake for you acting and being the person of God that goes out. Will you be the one? You know, there's a lot of people, you're crying out to be saved. You're the one to bring that salvation. You're the one to bring that friendship or that encouragement. I'm afraid God knocks and wants people to answer and be used. And we're too busy, man. Or we just let a pastor do it. Or the deacons do it. If we're going to make impact, I need to look all of you square in the eyes and say, God needs you. Activate faith in his promises and the gifts that have been given to you. And people will come to Christ because of you. I don't know. I got kind of discouraged when I said that. Are you all with me on this? We're an army. Maybe we're just being challenged. Sometimes when we get challenged, we're, if we're just being challenged and thinking things over, I'm all, right, I'm all right with this. But seriously, guys, God is right. God needs you in these end times. He needs you. And I'm telling you, I believe we're on the last days on getting people to come in to the kingdom of God. What does it matter what you're spending your wealth uh, and your time on and your energies on? Man, we put so much wealth, time, and energy in things that don't matter to a hill of a beans. And the things that matter, the things that are eternal. I personally believe that you are building, like we're like building homes and getting land and houses and all that stuff here. I personally think you're building your heavenly home right now that you're going to live in. Some of you in a tent or a shack. Some of you is going to be 1 Corinthians 3, like, whoo, I'm glad I made it. I just don't want to make it. I want to grab some people that I love to make it with me. Amen. 
So here's the question as Devin comes. Here's the question. Can God use me? Can God use me? I'm going to end with one story, another one that's going to freak your mind. It's true, though. I was in Wyoming, pastoring a church. I want everybody to really listen to this one. This is a good one. Here's the question. Can God use me to heal? Here's my answer. He used 130 kids that were kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade to do this story that I'm telling you. I was leading children's church. So important to serve in children's church. Next gen. I was leading in children's church, and we taught them in children's church to worship God, to encounter God, to pray and respond to God, to, to respect the word. When somebody came up for prayer, I brought all the kids up. Hey, Johnny's up here. Everybody get up here. Put your hand on him. We're believing. Johnny, what do you need? Uh, well, my dad and mom are broke up. Well, we're praying right now. We taught that. We taught that. We taught that. All right, pastor asked me to do children's church on a Sunday night, show everybody what you're doing. So we got, I was Jim Bob. So we did skits. We did puppets. We did children's music. Nothing in the service was for an adult. Everything we did, they said, show us what you do in children's church. And there were about 500 people there. Show us what you do in children's church. So we did what we did in children's church. At the end, I said, well, in children's church, we call people forward. Be saved, healed, prayed for, whatever you need. This guy comes wheeling up. Are you with me? In a wheelchair. Been in a wheelchair how many years, Carmen? 21 years in a wheelchair. Completely in a wheelchair. 21 years. I remember this. There were two 20s. 27 medications he was on. I knew what his problem was because he was a good friend of mine. He did, his, his spine didn't grow and it was rubber. And the last seven inches of his spine, it was not a bone. He could never walk. He comes up. That was when I knew enough to believe. Dog, we get so crammed in with all these stupid facts and all these informations and surveys and what the doctor says that we can't even hear what the doctor says anymore but back in those days when I could still hear and I'm getting back to that tell, I'm telling you you need to protect that you can look at facts but know that he's the solution amen well anyway this guy so I was like all right kids come around we shoved 130 kids around this guy in a wheelchair I kid you not I got on my knees and I put my hand down his back and I, in the chair. And I said, all right, kids, start praying. Start praying. True story. I felt his bone, soft bone, grow into a bone right in my hands. People in front of him reached out and grabbed him to get out of a wheelchair and he was down there, and, and he started going like this. And everybody's like, whoo, something happened at church today. And then it got a little bit faster, and people started, people were stunned. 
So there really wasn't a lot of emotion. And then it started more, more, more. And then we had four steps going. This guy goes up the step, climbs up the step, and then he starts running over here. And then he goes down the other step, and he started running around the room. Woo! Woo! Just start running, running, running. True story. The next Sunday night, NBC, ABC, and CBS was there with their cameras. And that church was packed, let me tell you. Because the glory of the Lord had fallen into place. So my question is, can God heal? Use 130 snot-nosed kids that didn't even know very much scripture. Hallelujah. What do you think, Devin? Are these people ready to go? I think they're ready to go. I think they're ready. You think they're receiving the word today? I think they receive the word. Amen. Are you receiving the word today? Are you receiving the word today? Well, at Church on the Rock, there's three things we want to happen. We want you to encounter God through worship. Then we want you to encounter God through the preaching of the word. I hope you've encountered God somehow through the word the last 30, 40 minutes. But the last thing is we want you to encounter God through response. If you're sitting here today, we'll just start with it. How many of you, we, we, we've read the scriptures in the Bible, talk about healing, that God heals. We talked about healing, but I want to ask you in this service today. First of all, how many in this service have been supernaturally healed somehow of a sickness or a disease? Lift up your hand as a testimony. Now everybody look around. Lift them up high. Everybody saying, I have been healed of a sickness or a disease somehow. Everybody look around. Look around. How many of you here today, how many of you here today right now? have something that you need to be healed with. Maybe it's a physical healing. Lift up your hand if you need a physical healing. Maybe it's a hurt. We don't judge around here. How many got a hurt that you'd like to be healed from? Lift up your hand. Man, I've been hurt. How many have maybe a bitterness in your heart that it's like a cancer. You may not be physically sick, but you're angry. You find yourself angry at the people you love because it's something else that you need healed from. Who says, I need a healing today? I need a healing today. Well, we've seen in God's word that he heals. So what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask Devin to sing a minute and his team but I want you to come and I want you to respond. I want you to get up out of your seat. We're going to do one song. Just so you know what we're doing. I'm new here. What do you do? We're going to sing one song. We're going to bring people up to pray. And then I'm going to do one other thing once people get up here. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <clears throat> After people get up here. And I started not to do this because they tell us, well, you need to social distance. And, you, and I do. I, I, I do. I, I, I do, I've done what they say to do. Um, and I, I hope I don't quench the spirit enough, but Carmen and I chose, uh, I'm vaccinated. <gasps> oh my gosh, Pastor. I, 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 I felt like God told me, said do that because I want to minister to people. Some people's a little uncertain. 
I didn't do it because I, I did it so I could touch somebody. I'm tired of not touching. I'm tired of not being able to lay a hand on somebody. It's not my faith that needed to be vaccinated. I wanted to be more available. I want to be able to walk on a door and not and be able to walk in and sit down in the living room with people. I've always said it's not about me, it's about them. People that was like, oh, I ain't going to wear a mask. You love yourself too much. If you love people, you'd wear a mask because some people needed that. Y'all with me today? But I felt God say, call people forward because here's what the questions was. Can I be healed? And the second thing is, can God use me to bring healing to somebody?